Hello friends, thanks for tuning in. Glad you could join us. We're coming at you today from this beautiful village of Skinny Atlas, New York, just west of Syracuse. And I'm here at Sky Yoga and Wellness, an amazing studio. And today we're actually going to talk about taking your yoga practice off the mat. And I have a special guest to speak on this subject with us today. My guest is Courtney Chase. Great to see you again. Good to see you. Thanks for joining me for this. And um, I love all the stuff that you're doing. Thank you. And so uh, we've done quite a bit of uh, talking over the past few months, and one thing I think is really cool is you're not just doing yoga on the mat. You know, and I think a lot of times when people think about fitness and yoga and various things they might do in a uh, maybe a, a studio like this or in a gym, they're thinking of it only in that place. Mm -hmm. But you're thinking thinking of also taking it off the mat. So tell me what you're thinking about that. I love this concept because we already talked and I know some stuff she's going to say. But uh, if you could, don't mind sharing, um, what's your approach behind this? Well, yoga teaches you almost a way of life. It teaches you mostly to be present and aware. We spend a lot of our time being kind of caught up in what's already happened and worried about what will happen, that we miss the actual moment we're living in. So when you come to your mat in a practice, it teaches you to be there, to be present, to be mindful, and then it builds that so that you can actually step off of your mat and do the same thing and actually experience your life. That's powerful. I know I, uh, even in this past week since I uh, saw you a week ago, I've caught myself in uh, situations where I'm not present at all, like a whole bunch of times. And I go back to what we've talked about, and it's actually helped, so I have to thank you for that. You're welcome. Because, you know, it's been a fairly demanding week, everything's good, it's just really busy, and I keep thinking forward all the time. Mm -hmm. So, let me ask you this, how, as, as an instructor, as a coach, people come in, and uh, what's your approach to uh, helping them to take their yoga off, uh, yoga practice off the mat? Like, how are you doing this? How are you accomplishing this? Well, it's building the tools in your practice itself. So learning how to let go of your day, learning how to not worry about where you're going after class is the first step, and just you step in. And it almost begins with the moment you unravel your mat. Mm -hmm. And you roll it out, and it's, it's your space, and we hope to provide a, a safe space for people where they feel like they're, they're welcome and they can let go. And then from there, we work on you know, connecting to your breath connecting physically to your body and feeling that. And then you build forward to be able to move those things off the mat. When you are on your mat and you're challenged, whether it's with a balance situation or with something that's a strength situation where it's pushing you to your limit, things will arise. And can you not get swept up in that line of thought? Can you stay focused on what's going on and be okay with exactly where you are? Because it is your practice. So I'm imagining, for example, a, a challenge comes to them on the mat, physically. Mm -hmm. So now they, they need to get through that somehow, right? They, so for a lot of people, um, balance is a big one. Mm -hmm. So a lot of us have balance issues because it's not something we practice. And if you don't use it, then you lose it. And when you're in a situation where you feel like you can't do something, frustration can come up anger can come up, um, self-doubt can come up, and all these things bubble to the surface, and 
in, from a yoga perspective, it's not necessarily that you turn that off from bubbling, but you acknowledge that it did happen, you're feeling that, now what? And you move forward from there, so you don't get stuck in that wave, in that train of thought. So it seems like maybe if they do that enough times, perhaps it could generate like a habit. Absolutely, and that's where you work into building into deeper levels of the connections to yourself. Working in especially your parasympathetic system, so working to the nervous system, the calming system of the body versus the sympathetic system that we're all very, very closely knit to. Mm -hmm. um, I know. So, <laughs> so and that and that happens working into kind of bringing the yin side of your practice into the yang side, so the softer side into the more powerful side. And so you can be in a power yoga class, you can be in a heated class, you can be in a class that's really demanding, but can you still stay centered and focused and calm? Um, we were talking about this recently, you and I, um, getting in the car and driving. <laughs> I always use the example of you get in your car and someone cuts you off and what happens and you, for most of us, we, we feel anger or irritation and if you come at it from a yoga perspective, you kind of can look and say, you know what, it's really not that big of a deal and maybe they had a bad day and you just become more compassionate and it, it's in a heightened state that you can calm yourself down. Yeah, so I, I was here a week ago and we were talking about a lot of things. And um, so over the, over the past seven days, I've had my instances on the road. You know, I, I'm like a lot of people. I mean, that I own that piece of road that I'm on. You shouldn't be there in my place You're trying to push me out of that place. Problem is, uh, it accomplishes nothing if I, get, if I allow myself. It's all about allowing, right? Like, if I allow myself to let somebody else control my feelings, mm -hmm. when I can't do anything about what they're doing, I kind of like battling against myself. So um, I have to thank you because the past week I've actually <laughs> had less, now I've never done road rage, I don't do that, but I've had less of those moments where I'm, uh, you know, classic, classic example, driving down Route 48 out of Wallaceville, somebody pulls out in front of me from usually Idlewood Boulevard, I don't know why. There's no blind spots. They almost seem to pause and then wait to go out right in front of you. But even if I honk the horn and pass them, I usually get to my destination about 10 seconds sooner. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't worth my blood boiling. Right, because all that stress is not healthy for the body. So we have a choice, and it's a very Buddhist principle that um, everything begins with a thought. Mm -hmm. So the thought you know, begins to transition into your words and your words transition into your deeds and your deeds into your habits and your habits into character and everything we have a choice with our thoughts. And that's if we're yeah. mindful. I remember you mentioning that now, like I'd forgotten about that. That actually the whole thing about thoughts connected with building character. Yeah. That that's whole true. line of connection mm -hmm. is so fascinating. Because yeah. I would have stopped probably at actions. But it's, it's a step further when it's your character. It is a, it's a saying. I love that. I love that. So let's go a little deeper into this. Um, for example, with your, your people, I'm just curious to know, what are some examples of things that they've, because I know people come to you and say, you know, thank you, and this has helped me with blank. What, what are some of the things that you've experienced that people are telling you? Um, you know, if someone's having even a, a bad day at work, um, I've actually had people tell me that they sneak away into the bathroom to do some alternate nostril breathing, some Nadi Chodani, and it's, um, it's a way that balances your 
energy lines of the body. And um, they'll go in the bathroom, and they'll do it for like, five minutes, and they come out and they feel so much more centered. And it's just even taking the time to acknowledge that they got to that heightened state. So right. it's just being aware and being present. Um, and, and even with um, your troubles with maybe friends or spouses where you can stop and remember to be compassionate mm -hmm. and come from that angle, it can shift everything. Your perspective is everything. Yeah, it really is. I, I know a couple other things that I've experienced that we all have, I think, on and off is, and even in the past week, a couple of people who I deal with on a regular basis who uh, I like them very much, but I find them to be very frustrating. And uh, so how I learn, let's say, to deal with them, um, I guess what I mean by that is I don't know what kind of day they're having. You know, and so my filters, and I'm kind of going into another area here slightly, but I think it parallels, is the mood we're in can filter messages from people or words from people, especially if it's written word, texting and emailing. Somebody's in a hurry and they send it out quick. It looks like it could be blunt, mm -hmm. when in fact they were just in a hurry and they were smiling when they sent it, but how do you know? Mm -hmm. uh, I've actually used a little bit of this to try to just re, refocus or reinterpret or maybe allow it to be interpreted the way I want it to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that too. Well, communication is key, period, and, and communication lines get kind of crossed there. Yeah, and that's a big one too. I think written, written stuff can really, uh, it can cause a lot of problems. Well, we speak even through our eyes. Mm -hmm. So you can read a lot from the way someone looks at you. That's true. And you lose that. That's, yeah, that's true. That, that whole thing. Um, and then when I say I have difficulty dealing with them, with them um, I think the difficulty actually comes from me and it's not them. You know, so it's a learning curve. So going back then, I think, uh, like for example, one of the things that I find really cool and a driving force for me in any kind of activities I do or things I'm uh, interested in, like running or uh, whatever, the idea that you get engaged, like you were saying, you roll out the mat, mm -hmm. and that's like the begin beginning of the process. Mm -hmm. I might even say, for some, some of us, it might even start when we get in the car to come here, or Absolutely. we walk in the door, walk right? The door, yeah. yeah. Your shoes, whatever your process is, it starts to set the space. Yeah. And, um, and you find that even, you know, for yoga, doesn't have to be the only path to that. You know, for for running, for a lot of people, it's meditative, and so it could be the moment you lace your shoes. Mm -hmm. You know, you start to set your mind on exactly what you're doing, and and let go of all of the extra things around you, and um, the things that don't apply, right? The things that don't serve you in that moment. Mm -hmm. And that's the other way, actually, our practice can be brought off the mat is the awareness of our body. I've watched more of our students be able to go into their other physical fitness activities that they do, whether it be running or lifting weights or even group exercise classes, and they're just more aware. They understand their body more. They understand the connection of how the body should move and what they should feel because they spent the time that present on their mat. And that's powerful. It yeah. you know, creates a space where you can actually work a lot harder right. and you prevent injury. Yeah. So I'm going to say this, and not just because you're here, because it's true. Uh, one of the things I really like about what you're doing, uh, Courtney has a really good understanding of movement. Thank you. Human movement. So I'll go straight across the board here, because I don't want to pick on yoga. I'm going to pick on the fitness industry, too. 
personal trainers. Um, I think everyone who gets into this business uh, gets has good intentions, but I have met very few in my extensive traveling and education who really understand movement. Mm -hmm. So bravo to you because um, whether you're getting a personal trainer or yoga instructor, you want it to be somebody who knows what they're doing. They understand movement. They understand your compensation patterns. So if you're in Skinny Atlas or anywhere remotely around here, this would be the best place to go for that because she will help you. I, well, and it's, it's because of, I've been guided by many talented mentors that have shown me the way. So. And the same here, and that's, I'm grateful for uh, you know, our friend Eric. I mean, yeah, he was my trainer. He's my first trainer. I think he really inspired me. So thank you, Eric, if you see this, because uh, uh, you know, he, he really planted that seed for me to, first of all, get healthier, mm -hmm. and then want to help people. But people like you and him and some other people we know, they understand movement. And I, so as a consumer out there, if, uh, you know, if you're looking and you're thinking of getting a trainer or yoga, you want to get somebody who understands movement. Plus, you have the added benefit of, with Courtney, um, taking it a level deeper, which is off the map. Absolutely. And, and that's how, I mean, we, we live our lives by moments. That's what actually, our lives are made up of moments. And it should be present. Totally, totally. Um, I don't usually like to talk so much in my interviews because you're the interviewee, but it just prompts thoughts. Mm -hmm. For example, um, a friend of mine in London who I was interviewing recently, he talked about how um, what, what he does, uh, especially with kids, translates into better math and science scores. Mm -hmm. So like brain activity can change. Absolutely. Uh, it, it can change a lot. There's, um, there's a lot of programs out there that are bringing yoga into the schools and they're watching you know, kids get better test scores, they're watching the bullying decrease, they're seeing these actual changes, and, and you see it even on the deeper level. I have people that have started yoga that have never done it before, and all of a sudden now they're a little bit more mindful of what they're eating, they're more mindful of what else they're putting in their body, on their body, what they're doing with their body, and it's our vessel, and it, it's, in yoga we practice ahimsa, which is nonviolence, and... You know, I love it. And that's really powerful, man, to take something like what you're doing, and, and you expand it out, so it goes off the map. Now you're mindful of all the things you just mentioned, right? Eating, uh, other activities, just being present, that's that's huge. Because it's so easy not to be present. Yes, we go by routine a lot as well, and mm -hmm. just go through the motions. That is awesome. Well, I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question, I'm going to ask a question. Um, and the question would be, if you had one, let's say, takeaway message, that you want people to think about, what would that be? To pause. I think that if we take that moment to become more aware and just even take one deep breath, that famous 10 deep breaths is powerful. It's actually for a lot of us, that's about a minute of breathing. It seems like a long time. It does. Um, but even just taking one moment uh -huh. to breathe can take you out of this heightened state of wherever you are, and maybe not even where you are, and bring you back. And yeah, to breathe, take that moment to breathe. I love that answer, and I knew that if I asked that question, I'd immediately get a great answer, because she knows what she's doing. It's really great. Thank you. Yeah, thank you again. Thank Trisha, you've just an awful lot. Thank you. So remember, it's Sky Yoga and Wellness.
Com. Yes. SkyYogaAndWellness.com, Skinny Outlets New York, beautiful view of the lake, awesome studio, the best instructor around. So thanks very much for tuning in and have a great day. Thank you.